Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the partisan battles continue in our nation's capital over a whole host of things. Voting rights, infrastructure, filibuster, uh, goes on and on and on. The headlines say there are more divisive days ahead in our politics. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, is actually getting hit from the left and from the right. Could offending the left and the right, being an equal opportunity offender, could that actually lead to progress for the country? I think that's worth exploring. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. So we often talk about how do we get to some of that bipartisan cooperation uh, that we desire out of our nation's capital. Uh, it is designed to be hard work and heavy lifting back there. There are no easy answers, and it's supposed to be that way. And Joe Manchin has uh, been taking an interesting tact, obviously, in a uh, United States Senate that is divided 50-50. Tiebreakers, of course, are taken care of by the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, as she gets to cast that deciding vote as the president of the Senate. The interesting thing to me is... Uh, there's been a lot of discussion around the idea of getting rid of the filibuster, that that's the, the way to just get some things done. And, of course, this happens uh, both sides uh, are guilty of this over the years. And really interesting over the weekend as we've had these critical bills uh, trying to work their way through. Of course, some on the left have wanted to just jam them through, uh, through either executive orders or uh, going through a process called reconciliation where in the Senate you would only have to get 50 votes uh, to get that through, as opposed to the regular order. Uh, Just to remind everyone, it takes 60 votes in the Senate uh, to end debate and to move to a vote on a bill. And so that's where this idea of the filibuster comes in, that you can extend that out until you can get to 60. And this has been whittled down and watered down over the years. And it's it's very interesting to me, uh, having been back there, most of these battles are, are actually not even left and right. It's those in power against everybody else. And it was interesting over the weekend as uh, Senator Joe Manchin has taken center stage as being a centrist and being someone who's not willing to get rid of the filibuster. 
again, he was challenged by the left and the right in terms of what he's actually trying to do. So I want to go through this. We're going to spend some good time on this because I think this is important for us to understand what is it that actually might lead to some progress on some of these critical issues in our nation's capital, as opposed to just more politics on the issues in our nation's capital. And so let's start. This is Senator Joe Manchin, again, Democrat from West Virginia. He was on Fox News with Chris Wallace on Sunday morning. And Chris Wallace uh, asked him, uh, you know, why uh, he would not be willing to get rid of the filibuster. And if that uh, getting rid of it would actually bring Republicans to the table. The question I have is whether or not you're doing it exactly the wrong way. And, and, And hear me out on this. If you were to keep the idea that maybe you would vote to kill the filibuster, wouldn't that give Republicans an incentive to actually negotiate because old Joe Manchin's out there and who knows what he's going to do by taking it off the table? Haven't you empowered Republicans to be obstructionists? I don't think so, because we have seven brave Republicans that continue to vote for what they know is right and the facts as they see them, not worrying about the political consequences. I believe there's a lot more of my Republican colleagues and friends that feel the same way. I'm just hoping they are able to to rise to the occasion to to defend our country and support our country and make sure that we have a democracy for this republic of all the people. I'm I'm just very hopeful that I see good signs. We're doing, Chris, more things than ever before. Give us some time. I know everyone's putting deadlines. Well, got to be done by this, this, and this. Okay, now that's a fascinating exchange to me. So you've got Chris Wallace uh, on Fox News saying, "Wait a minute, Joe Manchin, aren't you aren't you tipping your hand? You know, shouldn't you be threatening to get rid of the filibuster? Wouldn't that force Senate Republicans to come to the table and negotiate on some of these things if they're worried uh, that you would?" Get rid of the filibuster and allow things to be done in the Senate just the way they are in the House by simple majority. And I love the fact that Joe Manchin pushed back on that, said, wait, wait, wait a minute. Uh, That's exactly the wrong thing. Those are all power plays. What Chris Wallace described is a political power play. Well, you, you don't let them know for sure. You keep them guessing that this is all the design. But sadly, it doesn't lead to any kind of progress. So I want to continue uh, this conversation between Chris Wallace of Fox News and Joe Manchin, uh, where Chris Wallace, again, hardly a uh, a, a liberal lion there uh, on Fox News, but he says, Senator Manchin, aren't you being naive about this whole bipartisanship idea? But let me ask you the final question, sir. I mean, let's just take the nine... Uh, the, the the idea of creating a 9-11 commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Uh, Republicans blocked that. Uh, Senator McConnell, the head of the Republicans in the Senate, says that he's 100 percent focused on blocking the Biden agenda. Uh, question, aren't you being naive about this continuing talk about bipartisan cooperation? I'm not being naive. I think he's 100% wrong in trying to block all the good things that we're trying to do for America. We'd be a lot better if we had participation. And we're getting participation. But when it comes time to final vote, um, I disagree with with uh, Leader McConnell on this, the minority leader on, on this issue, that he puts politics before the policies that I think we need for our country. I'm going to continue to keep working with my bipartisan friends, and hopefully we can get more of them. I can tell you this, 
In 2013, uh, at that time, Harry Reid, the leader of the majority party, the Democrats, right. basically uh, the nuclear option, which did away the filibuster on appointments and district and circuit judges. Come back to 2017. Uh, then we had Leader McConnell at that time in the majority, and he did away with it for the Supreme Court. So what goes around comes around here. They all understand that. And there were 33 Democrats in 2017 that signed a letter to please save the filibuster and save our democracy. That's what I'm trying to do. That is uh, that is great insight from from Senator Joe Manchin, uh, and he talked about that in the context of. Uh, the old quote that, uh, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And what we clearly see in Washington, D.C. is being in control of the power <laughs> corrupts absolutely. Uh, because we've seen both sides. We saw, uh, as Senator Manchin called out, his colleagues, 33 of his colleagues signed a letter in 2017 when they were in the minority saying, please save the filibuster, save our democracy. And, of course, in 2013, when Harry Reid, the Democrat from Nevada, was the leader of the majority party in the Senate, uh, the Republicans were, were crying and, and saying, we've got we've to maintain the filibuster for the minority rights uh, of those in the Senate. This is who we are as an institution. We're a deliberative body. And that's all fascinating to me because, again, as that goes around and comes around, it does show us that our founders were really inspired in that you should have to work through things and get to 60 votes. If you can't get to 60, uh, we should really think about it. And what it really should do is cause us to reassess how we're going about it. Uh, I want to sneak in just real quickly here. Uh, one more uh, from Joe Manchin. Uh, this was on Face the Nation with John uh, Dickerson, uh, who asked Senator Manchin if Similar to Chris Wallace, are you just giving up your power and your leverage to the Republicans? So it's not just that you're, you want bipartisanship. They would argue what you're doing is basically putting all the negotiating leverage in the hands of those 10 Republicans that would be needed for the president to pass anything. Uh, we need to work within the framework of what we have. There's ways that we can uh, you know, move forward. Let me say this. There's been seven brave Republicans that have spoken out. They have voted whether it be impeachment of the wrongdoings of the president, uh, whether it be for a commission. We have to continue to keep striving to make sure that we can get to that 10. And that's why we're called the deliberate body. We keep working towards that goal. So there's so much to think through on this as we think again uh, about what's going on in our nation's capital. And this is one of those, uh, we're going to go back to our buddy Einstein, uh, who said it's not that we're any smarter. We're just willing to stay with the question longer. And we're going to stay with this question because I think it's a fundamental question, uh, regardless of where, the, where you fall on the political spectrum. And I actually believe with a little bit of political courage, Joe Manchin could actually change the dynamics in the United States Senate. And we're going to think about that coming up next. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.